0: Day And you know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Can End podcast. The podcast where we talk about everything geek. The podcast where we talk about everything pop culture. The podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Because as the title of the name sh- 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 goes, is... Oof, that's a rough one. But we're going to keep going. Oy. We're going nope, to keep going, my friends. Because as the title of the name says, it is all in... Canon, holy crap! We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and I am joined by Phil.
1: Where is this place? I've been locked up. Help!
2: Ed <laughs> Tyler got a wine cellar and feeling fine.
1: That's
0: you see, you're like ten steps ahead of us. You're living in 2033. We're still in
2: 1985. No, man, I am preparing for the end of the world. I'm getting solar panels. I got extra freezers. I'm going to buy a whole pig this year and butcher it myself. Nice. I'm going Alex Jones in this shit. I know <laughs> it's not a good reference with this week.
0: <laughs> but it's topical. And that's what we do here on the It's Can podcast.
2: Thank Gotta you. to get those SEO numbers.
0: Thank you. for. So that means we have to say Bungie ruined Halo. Yeah.
2: Is that a thing? I'm not going to lie. I'm so, I gave up on Halo. No,
0: 343 ruined Halo.
1: 343. 343. See, it's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while, you're telling me. Ruined Bungie. Yeah, Bungie ruined Bungie. Bungie did their own job, but yeah, my my issue is exactly that. Since, you know, picking up right where we left off, 343 has made an absolute mess of Halo. Like, we're a year after release or almost, and we still don't have co-op. On Infinite Like It's just Absolutely laughable
0: What's but, laughable Is yeah. the True To this Episode That's what's laughable But anyways Thank you to everyone For having a listen It's been a while As the song says But yeah You know Sometimes real life Takes over And it's one of those things I've said it before And I'll say it again Unless we're going to be pumping out episodes each and every single week, you know, sometimes I'd rather just keep taking a break. We found the right window. We're back. We're, we're still chugging to episode 100. We got some announcements. We got some retooling. We got some stuff we're going to do in episode 100 and moving forward because there will be episodes moving forward after 100. Uh, but, yeah, we're back. So thank you to all of our, qu- quote, unquote, loyal listeners and hello to any new listeners we are the it's canon podcast uh we talk uh, tyler what's you've been around since the beginning since 2015 how do you describe the show
2: we talk about various things in the pop culture and nerdier side of the news which over the lifetime of this show has become more and more of just the news (laughs) news right just become culture and you know we we stumble and fumble but try to be entertaining and drop some real wisdom in the process yep. sometimes we accomplish and sometimes we accidentally enable a sociopath
0: yes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> i think well, that's the best we
2: accidentally enable a sociopath
0: exactly that's the best way to put it
2: but yeah
0: oh oh phew. Jesus, I almost missed that for a second but yeah here we are chatting all things everything I think this is our first episode since the beginning of April and it has been a little while it has been a few a few months and what's weird is that I feel like every conversation we were having in January February March. Things are actually happening exactly how we said it would. Let's see. The tech industry is still bombing right now to the point where, well, we're seeing layoffs across the board. Disney's going to Disney.
2: <laughs> where, where NFTs are we... collapsed slightly ahead of schedule. Yes. I thought exa- they had a little bit more money to prop them up.
0: Yep, NFTs are, are, are basically crypto. done. Crypto. Where crypto. do we start with crypto?
2: Alex I, got Jones. A four, I got a. I got a. I got a five-part special that I have re-recorded half of, and it's going to be out now because <laughs> I'm like, I cannot delay it again with more news happening, which has happened three times now because I was almost done, and then NFTs cratered, and I was like, that's three episodes that need re-recorded.
0: And where do we start with Discovery Warner? Like, where do we even start with Ugh. that company? But before we get into everything, Phil.
1: Well, oh, I know exactly where to start.
0: How are
1: you? I, You know what? I'm doing all right. Um, same as you guys, I, I've had life happening. You know what I mean? Like, when the show's not there to be that anchor, you kind of start figuring out that you can nap like a cat and you can play video games until obscene hours in the morning and still function at a somewhat career and uh yeah it's it's working from home so i'm in this domicile space and just motoring through things but really really uneventful in a lot of good ways and you know some health fun but that's part of life so yeah. how are you me? Mr. Boris and Mr. Tyler. Yeah, how are you guys? I Because I, we haven't really talked.
2: Yeah. other you go than to first, Boris, say- because I have so much to cover. <laughs> I
0: love how you're actually busy. I have busy. so much like, to get
2: cover, and some stuff's going to get real.
0: All right. So things have been busy for me. Obviously, everyone who listens knows that I run a few other podcasts and a podcasting network. That's been super busy. Uh, that's actually kept me kind of, you know, off. You know, you know off, the, off the off the deep end to say the least. Um, just you know, life has been life. Just recovering from COVID. It's one of those things where it's like I don't even know where I honestly got it. Uh, you know, I've just been back and forth a TFC lot. Game. Using, I
2: haven't gone TFC to a
1: game. TFC game. Oh damn it! Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, but everybody I know has been going to TFC games, getting COVID. So I'm
2: licking doorknobs.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's worse than licking doorknobs. Have you ever seen a soccer supporter? And welcome back to our <laughs> soccer supporting listeners. Well,
2: no, I was saying you got COVID from licking doorknobs.
0: Oh, from licking me, from licking door pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah, like it, it was one of those things. Like I honestly have no idea where I got it, um, and I wish it was one of the, like I, you know, it's almost to the point where I wish I was stupid. And did something stupid to get it. And by that, I mean, like, you know, not mask up, go to a rave, do something really dumb, right? Like, but Mm. you just never know. You're in public transportation now. Barely anyone wears masks. You go to a store. It's just, it's like, it's been a free-for-all, right? And COVID just been rampant here in Ontario. Anyways, don't want to get into those details. But, yeah, overall... Much better now. I think I still get some headaches, some concentration issues, but that just could be me and age at this point. Um, But I'm no spring chicken. But overall, doing well, doing busy, and I'm so happy to be back chatting not only about... The tech industry, not only about geek stuff, not only about everyday news, but chatting with you two, man. It's been like Phil said it already. Like we've barely talked just because we've been so freaking busy. Uh, But I think the busiest person out of the three of us is you, Tyler. So what's going on in the life of Ty?
2: Yeah, I'm really sorry to steal some fucking thunder, but it has been a roller coaster over here. so I'm going to start with, like, the more fun news and, and, and trend more serious. Uh, so first of all, I started streaming on like that whole Twitch thing. The kids are apparently into it. Uh, I run Call of Cthulhu for them now. And we've had a banger, like, first two months. Uh, the, the two-month anniversary was Tuesday this week, I think. I'm bad at math. It's been going phenomenal. You should super check it out if you like that kind of thing. If you don't, like, don't worry about it. It's a weird I still don't understand why anyone watches other people play RPGs, and I watch other people play RPGs. So it's fun. Well, It's whatever.
0: Explain it is. the cultural phenomena in the geek world of critical role.
2: I mean, I don't know how. Like, so so critical role isn't even the first one. No, but I know. it is the one that like first one that made it big of just it's a bunch of critical role was voice actors who all just just were playing pathfinder together and then got a deal with geek and sundry to play basically play dnd in front of an audience yeah and it has since blown up and it's become a huge industry to the point that comics netflix shows it is insane well so so streaming like, like, so streaming RPGs alone, not counting the fact they have a, sh- a cartoon on Amazon, not counting Critical Role has three RPG books out, not counting the fact that Penny Arcade was one of the first actual plays and has a Wizards of the Coast book out, not counting any of that shit, just the streaming side of it is an industry of itself that might be like bigger than certain other like weird niches out there yeah like it's a multi-billion dollar industry and that is bananas to the point where i have half a dozen friends who went and got paid to go to gen con last week and play rpgs in front of a crowd and got paid for it you know this That's makes me weird. feel weird.
0: Remember when we started this show with Kyle, wherever Kyle is, we still need to put his face on uh, milk cartons. We were so close to wanting to start a D&D game on a podcast or a platform, YouTube, or something. This is 2015. I regret not actually doing that.
2: I mean, here's the, I had done it prior to that because yeah. my first podcasting was doing that in the early days. And God damn it, I wish I kept doing it because, right. like, just from momentum, you can get you got so much help with that. But it is a it's a crazy awesome industry. On top of that, I had like I've, I've had multiple books come out. I've ha, I've signed contracts yeah, for more books. Get you, I'll
0: get you. I have proud of have you. Proud of you, buddy.
2: The project that I am the most in love with that I've ever been involved with. The Atlanta Podcast. Oh no, here's the thing. <laughs> Love you guys. Love this. Dog shit. What? <laughs> Doesn't pay the fucking bills. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. The project I am working on with Stygian Fox, if I got paid nothing and just got to put it out in the world, I would still be happy. Don't tell them that. I'm going to make sure they don't with this episode. But it is a setting book for RPGs about... Queer people in 1920s New York and it's about Fighting the powers that be about The cops being corrupt And look that doesn't need to be modern day politics The cops in 1920s New York Were laughably corrupt Exactly Like like, fair We don't even talk about now they were comically Corrupt they were like oh yes We just take bribes And that determines who we enforce the law on Yeah and it's, not, my, you know, not much has changed well, look, we're gonna. I'm trying to sidestep that for right now. We can go into that later, but so it's been it's been phenomenal creative work. I've been, <laughs> I have been making enough. I've been making enough money doing just creative work for a while now. Dude, that's and I'm awesome. Like, oh shit! That's I amazing. bought our freezer died, and I bought two new freezers with writing money, <laughs> and was like, "This sucks, but I can do it." Man, so it's been phenomenal. I've honestly, been-
0: seeing your evolution as a creative has put the warm and happies in me. It, it, you know, it's made, it's made certain body parts tingle uh, the heart before you could free extinct anything else. But no, seriously. But seeing where set. you started. <laughs> seeing where you started, right? Like, you know, dare I say struggling to find projects, right? Or having a project here and there, not knowing where they're going to get paid, not knowing whether it's even going to come out to, mm-hmm. you know, the steady stream dude even a year ago you know you were still kind of struggling again just because things were just so up in what, the air right
2: the COVID of it all right like I mean yeah. I am I, I, I'm i like I'm not a big deal in my industry by any stretch and no. I feel insanely blessed that people keep buying my stuff when like the world is basically ending <laughs> like COVID happened France is on fire and people like people still need to be entertained and that is truth of humanity and that's just that is fantastic that people are liking the things i'm putting out there and that's fantastic hey good Um, work is good work buddy don't undersell it wait but, but that's what i'm saying like like you know to 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 be honest i know plenty of people who are better writers than me who can't get an audience yeah and i feel like like not as good who get an audience and we've seen it in comics we've seen it in movies we're going to talk about it a little bit more later today with the hbo max stuff you know it's part of it but it's not all of it and sometimes it's just can you find your people Uh,
0: that's that's honestly the trick right like look at our show i'm proud of our show for the most part when i'm not proud of it we get the most listens go figure but you know i'm Overall, I'm very proud of the show and the quality of the show that we have. And I don't want to say that we struggle to find an audience, but it's not paying the bills. It's not, you know, it's it, it's it's not something that we can retire on. It's not something that we can quit our day jobs off of, right? Um, and then I see other podcasts and brands, and I'm like, number one, these are like, you know, frat, frat bros, for, for lack of a better term, with fart jokes, literally doing what we do
1: and parting yeah he's
2: rent yeah and and, you know i I don't and i like i love our listeners for it but i feel like one of the things that we have always we've always not fully grokked is like who are our listeners who are our people and and like we we yeah, we just we don't always we understand. Have,
0: who's look, based off of just the metrics, and you know you can say what you want about Google Analytics and stuff like that, right? But just based off metrics, our listener base is different than your average geek show, right? Like we yeah. have our we are demographic for age twenty five to thirty five women. Like I need to meet these women because <laughs> that is our biggest <laughs> audience, and I'm telling well, you. I'm telling I mean, you, somewhere Margaret there is, is my future ex-wife. Somewhere in that audience,
1: Boris, it's going to be hard to measure that demographic if they're all like you know locked up in your bedroom.
2: Wow, that's we awesome. need <laughs> oh, <please laughs> walk that back. I need to talk about. I think that's part of it, though, right? Is we're not those frat guys, and and I I, I think that that's part of what we're doing is figuring out who our people are, and then mm-hmm. figuring out who. We are. And when you're doing something like talking about comics and stuff for broadly speaking women like we like we seem to be here we have more women than other podcasts it's harder to be discovered right yeah because it's harder to be like oh it's just it's another whatever yeah um to transition to two more serious points yes um, go ahead a quick one is i i have had i i mean i know i i've struggled with with joint pain for almost a decade now um and i I've talked to doctors previously. I, I and it comes from I used to play rugby and I used to be a wrestler. Like that was a thing I did in high school, and, like like Olympic style wrestling, not WWE. I yes, don't. Yes. That's not my. That's not my shtick. Yeah, Rock Tyler,
1: Tyler. is not a roid rager.
2: <laughs> no, like, I'm a, I'm a lanky boy, and and in Olympic style wrestling, that can work out because you're in a weight class and you're fighting other lanky, like. I meddled for that and I like doctors always told me yeah your knees are just fucked. I went to a physiotherapist the past week and I have been not in pain Look for the that. first time since probably 2012. Wow. This week has been like, oh my god, I'm not in pain anymore. So, like on if you can afford to or if you have coverage, go see a physiotherapist, use up your coverage. That's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. great.
0: Nope. Your Ontario might need coverage for more than just your average stuff.
2: So that's a topic for another podcast. Um, the last quick thing is since we last actually talked, I got an ADHD diagnosis. And I got medication for it. Color me shocked. Part of being like, I got shit done. Wow. It was like, they gave me meth. And wow, getting properly medicated. Like serious talk. If you have concerns, go talk to a doctor, go see someone. I didn't get diagnosed till I was in my 30s. And this doctor was like, wow, someone should have diagnosed you when you were a teenager. And I'm like, Ugh. that would have been fantastic. But, you know, it's never too late to get your shit figured out and to get better. And I don't mean better like, oh, there's some best way to be. I mean, better like just enjoy your life more. Yeah. Just figure out a better yeah, way be of happy. being you. Yeah, 100 um, percent. And that's been huge. And I know yeah. those are some really important and serious things to look into for yourself. And for me, anyways, um, I don't know if I got COVID. If I got COVID, it was in the very early days when you couldn't get tested. And it was just like, I don't know, stay home. We were yeah. all locked at home. If I got COVID, it was then. And But this whole thing has had me like really look at what matters and what life is about. And part of it is just like live the best you can and i think that we're and we're talking about this more in the episode but a lot of people are taking this time to re-examine what matters and it's awesome to be able to nerd out and geek out about stuff like this
0: yeah man well that's that's why we're getting that's a key reason why we're getting clerks three right like just people wanting to just do what they like and you know to that to that theme of feeling better and all that stuff so this week i've started a new routine yeah. Uh, you guys know that like when uh, la- early last year, like I lost a little bit of weight, quite a bit of weight, right? And I never gained it back at all. But I'm like, okay, I got to continue, gotta go, get back on that boat and continue and just feel better. My sleep schedule has somehow gotten worse. Like, you guys have no idea how bad it is right now. Um, and, and COVID just made it that much worse. Uh, so, <clears throat> this new routine that I have, this is what it is. Regardless of what time I go to bed, I'm up and out for a Boris walk at around, let's say, 7 in the morning. 7 in the morning. For the audience,
2: what's a Boris walk?
0: Boris walk is a very long walk that usually consists of plus 5 kilometers. That's Boris walk. Come back, actually eat breakfast, you know, have a bowl of fruit or something. Nothing crazy. Bowl of fruit, usually. um, And then do my work day. After work, go for a second Boris walk been feeling fucking great stretching good. been feeling really really good like as little as I'm sleeping I've been feeling so energized this week I've been able to and, and I know it's partial just because COVID's gone but I've been able to concentrate more feeling better today's the one day I didn't do the afternoon Boris walk but I'll be doing evening Boris walk but yeah that's kind of like my new routine and I, I, I'm already starting to feel like the, the that Energy just flow right back in and I'm loving it and you know it's kind of helped me focus more not only on work but on my side projects and you know yeah it's just been it's been it's been one of those weeks
2: that's great awesome I mean yeah you can't understate the value of walks the new yep. little dog, regular like, physical activity right yeah oh, fantastic
0: exactly. Exactly. uh What a time to be alive. But I think it is time to start talking about some news. And I think the biggest news that we should talk about is what the hell is going on with Warner Brothers Discovery. All of this started right before the earnings call last week. We, you know, rumors were starting to ramp up that Batgirl was being canceled. Batgirl was being uh pulled. Batgirl was never going to see the light of day. And then. A few hours later, it was essentially announced by Warner Brothers Discovery that yes, Batgirl will not see the light of day. Tons of questions why. You know, quality, test scores, uh, budget, all of these rumors started ramping up and then we started hearing more rumors before the actual earnings call by Warner Bros Discovery about the possible uh, closing of HBO Max. Because secretly, Warner Brothers Discovery started pulling original movies off of HBO Max.
2: Which actually, this afternoon, they confirmed that was a series of licensing problems. And that HBO Max and Discovery are merging summer 2023. Yep. A lot of it's going to continue, but there are still a lot of weird questions in the air. And there is a pile of reporting suggesting that layoffs are coming
0: yes so about 30% of HBO Max uh, staff has already been laid off now that that's that's quite a bit right and now here's the thing and this is kind of okay so this isn't news this is now Boris just talking what I find very interesting about this is you have the CEO who's coming from discovery who is very used to the world of reality TV. For listeners and and yeah. you two who may not know, producing a reality TV show is so much cheaper than a scripted show for many reasons, right? It
2: is comically cheap comparatively. Yes. Yeah, you spend exactly. all your money in editing. Yeah, if and and editing, relatively speaking, is cheap. Yep. Yeah,
1: and well, you get a whole bunch of people to act like basically idiots. Of varying degrees and edit it together, right? Like well, and
2: there's a bunch of stuff on that. My my partner is super into reality TV lately since the COVID of it all. It I is dramatic and entertaining. But also. there's also like there is so much. So so RuPaul's Drag Race is fascinating for how much the audience is in on how much is happening in editing, and uh-huh. how much is like, oh yeah, we've we not fed the cast. In twelve hours, and we've given them all they can drink for booze because that's how you oh. get in drama. Yeah, Big, like that's exactly. how the Bachelor and Bachelorette work—is we don't feed you, but it's all you can drink.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, 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 you know, that, that, that was the prevalent feeling in my head was, okay, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of scripted shows just being axed. Um, you know, for me, it was more, okay, Batgirl was being canceled. Uh, around the same time, we saw that CW's The Flash season nine is going to be the last season you know and 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 there's been a lot of questions as to what the hell has actually happened with the dc extended universe we're going to get to that in a second um but you know my my main thought was oh god you know warner bros discovery is essentially going to be discovery plus discovery with major scripted shows but it's going to turn into a bunch of reality shows and that might still be happening right i forget what the exact dollar amount is but essentially they need to find like a few billions in savings, and this is all starting this process. So
2: it, it it's also worth noting that in buying just in that merger, the new company has, and if, if you look at it from the HBO point of view, forty five billion dollars of additional debt. Yes, that has to be serviced and dealt with. Oof. So, to an extent, writing some stuff off is not the worst call. Yeah. We're gonna delve into some of the stuff, and I have a little game for us to play when we get to the Batgirl discussion. So I'm flagging that for Boris. If I've got a game when we get around to that. All right. Uh, well,
1: and that here's the thing, though, right? Yeah. Business, business, business. All right. You know, like we can talk about. Jim Henson had that sketch. That sketch of business, business, business. Yep. And it was him talking about the fact that yeah, you're gonna have these corporate decisions which we can understand, but as a fan. It's worrisome when I'm reading the news and I'm going, is Peacemaker Season 2 getting axed? Exactly. Is The Last of Us getting axed? Now, all of a sudden, what I hate about Netflix is going to become what I loathe about a service I can't even get here in Canada.
2: I, I, mean, I was going to say... There are projects
1: right, where I'm like, I care about these things and I will get them no matter what, wink, wink, or through whatever means I have to or whatever subscriptions I need to take out or otherwise, but I'm just saying that those things worry me as a fan because that's something that COVID gave us all is that that's our life life raft, right? Is these escapes at night or whenever we have time to watch them.
2: I also think that it's worth noting that like, if the new executive team is like reality tv is a way to save money they need to look at netflix and look at how much netflix was like reality tv is a way to save money oh no we're just still hemorrhaging users oh no we're just still hemorrhaging users
1: the floor is lava ladies and gentlemen
2: (laughs) the the, the floor is lava the circle yeah love is blind
1: arguably squid games <laughs> well they do, They are lie. producing I the squid games squid. reality yeah, well, that's show right they are doing it now so that's uh, yeah, the reality show i still have not watched squid game
0: I, I love i love when you hold on to something you just just
1: it's, it's your thing you're never gonna watch that show but I, i'm never gonna watch that show same with harry potter sorry people oh, same still, here
2: like something's not dubs but yeah like yeah so
0: this whole thing is it's intriguing from a business point of view because i think a lot of uh you know pop culture followers uh podcast listeners and people alike like us are getting a a a lesson in business right and mergers and acquisitions because like you said tyler i think you you hit the nail on the head when you said that like You know because of this merger there was so much debt inherited that they've got to unload Mm -hmm. stuff and it's just unfortunate right like taking a look at the slate of 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 everything that hbo or sorry uh, warner bros discovery does it's going to be a lot of fan favorite stuff right and unfortunately for us who really follow the comics and really follow the geek stuff well it's dc and that world is going to probably be hit the most
1: yeah, but it's also funny though. I think that there's going to be aspects of different streaming services that pony up cash, much like, you know, Netflix did for The Sandman this past week. Well, this past year and a bit, but that's a Warner Brothers product, but yep. it got paid. You know what I mean? Like, that's there's a monetization path for them to do something there. And I think that that's going to be the avenue that they chase. And like, look at how much The Sandman distances itself from DCEU When you look at the comics, we're right in it. So oh, they
0: easily could have had, you know, the the guy who played Constantine in Constantine. Uh, they easily could have had the guy who played Lucifer. Now, now, like,
1: this is wild. Now, now, Brown, I just, now, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Though they they redid it. They yeah. they repaved a lot, but it's also for inclusiveness, which I which I appreciated. Yeah, and there is sure. a
2: rumor that they're going to have a Joanna Constantine spinoff. Yeah. I would watch that. And they did note that part of it was they wanted to, in part, to limit casting, and in part because Neil Gaiman loved it when they did it in um, American Gods, of he wanted to have the same actor play the modern-day Constantine and the old-timey Constantine. Right that's that's a thing that he has fallen in love with and yeah rock on well, that makes yeah. sense that's he did it he did it in the same bit. man
1: too with Joanna right like that's what I'm saying was, yeah. she she played her mother or whatever yeah you know, her great
2: grandma. great grandmother right? There you go. Uh,
1: the time stuff I'm not good with it.
2: Timey wimey
1: <laughs> I thought of you though I was just like oh Tyler's probably eating this up. But anyhow, I digress. Boris put us back on track please
0: I I'm, I'm trying to think what to track was. Oh yeah, I remember now. So, yeah, so this this whole thing is really intriguing just from a business perspective. So, I need to ask the two of you, what do you see is the future of all of this? Phil,
1: what do you think? I, I think that you're on to something. Like like what I between what we're all saying is I believe the right path. They're going to cut out a lot of the extraneous crap. A lot of the stuff that's guaranteed not to make their money, even though the fan bases are there. The fact is that that fan base is a measured fan base and they know what that fan base is going to yield. All right. So this is really nasty corporate stuff. But they're going to go Batgirl is not going to make a bananas amount of money and there's nothing at stake in this film. So we're going to do this with it. And then they're looking at other projects in the same way. I think that they're going to do more reality TV because it's cheap to make. And when it fails, it doesn't hurt the bottom line. And then they're going to farm out a bunch of stuff that goes to other production houses. And they pay through the nose to make it, to get that property and to have that logo on it, right? And to sit there and go, this is ours. We own it. You want it. Okay. We'll give it to you, but at a cost. And then you look at their relationship with Sony, with The Last of Us and things like that. I think that it's all married with the Last of Us re release that's coming up in September. Like, if you can't, I know fans are upset about that, but you can smell the bullshit a mile away on all of this stuff, right? Like, there's no what doubt do you mean? about it. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, well, that the magical PS5 re release of a game that doesn't need a re release, it's already been re released twice in its history. Yeah. And you want to re-release it for a new console generation, which it's still hard as hell to get that console, and fans are getting upset about that. But they release a new version of it just because they know that Christmas is coming, eventually the Last of Us TV show is going to come out, and eventually there's going to be this wave of normie buzz about how great The Last of Us is. Of and we've all played the crap out of it. Like, And I'm not trying to say... Normal people are bad, but I'm just saying, the geekdom's already gone there, played it, played the sequel, and then, you know what I mean, like, like they've consumed it. That You're not going to get anything by these people. Yeah. But the normie crowd is going to go, oh, geez, Billy got a PS5, and I just think that it would be great if me and the husband could sit down and play Last of Us and just have a real adult time playing a real serious adult game, because we really like the show. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's blatant. Yeah. It's blatant. Yep. That's all I knew. I'm saying. Exactly. And I, that's I, knew, a I just wanted
0: you to expand yeah, on, I, on it's that. It's just
1: that strategy, right? Yeah. And it, it, it it's corporate. It reeks of corporate decision. Okay. It doesn't you have complained. any authenticity.
0: You can play it. You call it bullshit, yada, yada, yada. You know you're going to buy the game.
1: When it's on sale at <laughs> beat discount? I'll think about it if if we're talking about five bucks or if it's going into my $140 a year for PlayStation premium gold platinum I was going to say stuff. You know, like you throw it in that. Okay, I'll download it. I'll play it. But you know what? I still haven't finished the second game all the way through because it was too emotionally charged.
2: Oh, that is emotionally like still devastating parts of that.
0: The best thing Mm -hmm. that Last of Us released is that DLC for the first game.
1: Yeah. That was a good DLC. Yeah.
0: I will Tyler. say that. And
1: you know what? D- I had to fight my way through that game. Yeah. Tyler. Tyler, what are your thoughts on all this?
2: I got a fun little game to play, which is going to lead into my thoughts because this is exactly. the time for the game. Yes. Yeah. Time for the game. So, do either of you know what the budget for Batgirl was? 90 $70 mil? million.
0: It's 170 Sorry.
2: No, it was 90
0: it was ninety, okay. right? Oh, yeah. congratulations. Ford
2: budget's ninety. Yeah. So that one seventy, based upon my research, which wait, these numbers are super soft because Hollywood accounting yeah. is ninety million, and that one seventy would have been like with marketing expenses, which mm. marketing for a Hollywood movie is insane. I, I like I I don't even know how we could cover it without doing a university level course to explain all the ins and outs. I heard that it was a $70 million budget, but that's apparently it, the, wrong. What is being reported is 90. So it might have been 70 and we're 90 mil or 20 mil into CGI and stuff. So Let's say it's 90. Let's say it's 90. I'm For, just curious. Did this movie get made? Yeah. Define made. Like the shooting's
1: done. It's in but, post-production. Okay. principal was done. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In post, okay, yep. that's what I was curious about Because that's what I thought I read
2: Yeah, it might have needed reshoots But who knows Yeah, L- Like, like let's say no reshoots Let's say it was 90 mil
1: And we're talking there... Commissioner Gordon's daughter
2: Yeah, well, we need to talk about some other stuff with that first Oh, okay We're gonna okay. get there We're gonna okay. get there Because the casting alone is like How did you make this movie for 90 mil <laughs> one okay. where the casting includes Michael Keaton exactly. and J.K. Simmons. Yep, exactly. What yeah. J.K. Simmons was Gordon. Do you know who? Do you know who the villain was?
1: Yeah, Brendan Fraser.
2: Oh. Brendan Fraser played the villain.
1: Mm-hmm. Why did this get
2: stopped? I'm already mad. Yeah. So I don't know why it got canceled. Like I like. I,
1: I heard because the plot didn't have any high stakes in it. Sure. They just let's felt sure. like. It was just a story. We're going to... Oh, no, a movie that's just a story. I know, right? How absurd is that? And everyone reacts, rightfully so, with, I'd watch a story over some, you know, fake high-stakes
2: Justice League bullshit. We're going to play a game, which is, was this movie cheaper or more expensive than Batgirl? Okay. There's going to be a series of movies from the past... 30 years? I have a feeling that almost all
0: of these are going to be cheaper, just so that you can say how cheap this was and why this
1: got cut. Well, you mean more expensive. These adjusted for inflation, obviously.
2: I was going to say, not adjusted for inflation because... (laughs) To prove his point (laughs) further. I'm right, aren't I? No? Nope. Well, you're close, Boris. (laughs) (laughs) Boris is close to the conclusion. (laughs) But... Part of the issue is as soon as you try adjust for inflation with movies it gets yeah, a little uh, bit it gets a little bit creepy because it is do you adjust for inflation when it was made yeah it was released
1: yeah so we're going I would, for I would do released but okay I'm, fair enough point sure, fair
2: point sure I'm I'm I am Boris is fair that I need to I need to elucidate the terms Mm-hmm. 1998 movie starring Michael Keaton who was going to be reprising his role as Batman and Batgirl, Jack Frost, a Christmas fantasy comedy film, oh, was the budget... Oh, sorry. It was also a box office bomb grossing only $34 million. Was it's, its budget four or less than Batgirl?
0: Considering this was a theatrical release, considering this was a a Christmas movie, I'm going to say more.
1: I'm gonna say I know what my movie of the year is for you guys at the <laughs> year end But um I'm gonna say more too just because I, I Believe that that's the point of this
2: experience. Nah less 85 million dollars Jesus
1: 1998.
2: 1998
1: So that's like 150 million now
2: <laughs> Right Alright Next up From the year 2000 We were spared from from 9-11. We were not (laughs) spared from 9-11. We were spared from Y2K.
1: And we had Conan O'Brien going, In the year 2000. (laughs) I remember that.
2: Starring the incredibly rare Jacked James Spader. (laughs) Jesus. Supernova. Which has been described as Hellraiser in Outer Space Oh god It's a terrible movie I I, I, What do you mean (laughs) 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 $14.8 (laughs) million That much (laughs) Was its budget more or less than Batgirl
1: I'm saying more Bill? It's Outer Space, I gotta go with more
2: Sorry, it was a trick question. The answer is the same. It's
1: the same. There we go.
2: <laughs> fair. Fair.
1: But in today's I, money, that's like 170 million.
2: <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> How the hell did they film a movie for 90 million dollars? Look, we're going to get to that. <laughs> Next up is the 2001 black comedy Monkey Bone, who <sighs> I need to remind you the cast is. Brendan Frazier, Whoopi (laughs) Goldberg, Rose McGowan, Dave Foley, Giancarlo Esposito, Megan Mullally, Chris Kattan, John Turturro, and Bob Odenkirk. Wow. Holy crap. It had a box office of 7.6 million. I want
1: to choose this as my Christmas gift to you guys.
2: (laughs) Monkey bone. separately. Monkey Bone is a fantastic movie. It is underrated oh. because it is just it's so. Whoopi Goldberg plays death.
1: Amazing. Actually, I kind of want to see this now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Monkey Bone. John Carlo Esposito plays death's brother, Hypnos, the wow. god of sleep.
1: Wow. Oh wow! This is really taking a page out of a book that we we're already talking about.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> know, right? Yeah, right. I'm going to wow. say less More less than Batgirl Phil What? More or less than Batgirl I'll go with Oh man that cast I got to go with more Boris? Less Oh it's less It's 75 million dollars Well
1: But that's like 140 million Today's money
2: <laughs> I mean Phil Look Phil God damn it You're getting To the joke at the end Here's the last one <laughs> Little Underheard movie yeah, probably haven't heard of it. Really obscure. Movie.
1: We need to vet these a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of
2: an artsy film from 1984. Stars stars a little an unknown actor called Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator Two.
1: Oh, who ever heard of that?
2: Uh, unheard of. Boris, more or less. More. Film.
1: There was so much CG at a time without CG. And you had, have you seen this boy guy in it? I will say. So I got to go I know more. what
0: the budget is. Like, I actually do know this. Does this, yeah. this is one of those weird numbers I know. I got to say more because it's, it's, it's,
1: you know, the guy that, uh, have you seen this boy? Yep. His brother boy, is the, the lead singer of Filter. Come on. Phil,
0: Phil Terminator Where's, 2. What's the budget? Terminator 2. Yeah.
2: Terminator
0: yeah. 2. $100 $100
2: Ninety-four, motherfucker! Fucking sick ninety-four, according to Wikipedia. But but yeah, that, you all have got onto the joke of how does Batgirl only cost ninety million to make with that cast? Yeah, Agree. Like this movie, and whilst, lies.
1: When's the last Brendan Fraser movie you went and saw?
2: And like, I no love man? That
1: yeah, I love that he's in this, but. He's not
2: prolific lately,
1: is he? Oh, he is. Oh, his oh, is career he is okay, back good? Okay,
2: I just missed his him. movies. He was in Doom I know Patrol. He,
1: I know he's been in movies, but what's he done lately?
2: Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like alone recent. <laughs> Line of Descent, Pawn Shop Chronicle. I mean, look, there's a lot, and that's not great.
1: Yeah okay so that's what I'm saying Is that he's kinda he's He's been a voice actor a time. for a
2: while now
1: Yeah he's having a time and that's okay I'm not dissuading anybody who's a big Brennan Fraser fan so if you've got A big Brennan Fraser problem don't send it To the it's canon podcast Like show <laughs> Alright I can't even remember the, the show, show at it's canonpodcast.com.
2: Dot com It's worth noting the Michael Keaton Who yes. is hot off of Spider-Man And Birdman still This was him reprising being Batman.
1: And there's always rumors of him returning to the Bat franchise in some capacity, right? But that
2: was this. That That was was this. this.
1: And Flash and the Flash. Damn it!
0: Which motherfucking Ezra Miller might get the Flash single-handedly canceled?
1: Yeah, because he he, he stole booze. Like
2: what the hell? He got arrested. He got arrested shoplifting booze. (laughs) The dude kidnapped people. I know, but I'm just saying, like, each week. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> How bad is things? <laughs> like, this guy's got a rap sheet the size of, and you know, they're like, mm, they can't that girl,
1: that. no. You
2: know, like, like, we need to, I think we need to just separate those. And I don't love that we have to separate those, but it looks like as of today, the Flash is being also just like, let's just write that off. Yep. Which again, the flash is more than double the budget of Batgirl. We used to also be yeah, like they put over two hundred
1: Yeah. So this guy kidnapped people? I didn't hear about that. I heard yeah. that he stole boots. No, oh jeez. No. Phil, oh, Phil yeah.
2: My Sweet Summer Child. My honey bunch.
1: <laughs> I represent the idiots of the crowd.
2: Yes. Sugar pie honey bunch. <laughs>
1: Okay, you don't have to tell me. I'll just take your word for it. He kidnapped people. I don't need details. I got to sleep tonight.
2: Multiple people. <laughs> oh. He has multiple break in entries. He has multiple stalking allegations. What is that guy's malfunction? Wow, the dude is the. Sorry, that was unfair. The, a person being mentally unwell is not justification to misgender them. This person, Ezra Miller, who goes by they them. Is not doing well, and needs yeah. some mental health support. They need some help. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You know,
1: honestly, like, all joking obvious. aside, this is just different. But
0: it just reminds me of the fall of of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right, like where it felt like every time you turned on the news, Robert Downey Jr. was just getting arrested for
1: something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So, you know. Let's hope he turns it around and gets help. And or yeah. I, I say he, they, them, what were they, yeah. pronouns? They. Yep. So, it's, they get the help they need. That's all I want for that that person yeah. is. So, to get out of that.
0: Yeah. So, Flash. We don't know what's gonna happen. Aquaman. You know, w- during our hiatus, I think oh, literally the yeah. entire time of our hiatus, there was that little trial, that 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 everyone was just so captivated on, and. Yeah, just like DC Extended Universe is just in such a mess, which this is the last point I'm going to make before we move on to the next topic, and that is during the earnings call. Apparently, zero details around this, but apparently uh, Discovery Warner, whatever you want to call the company, they are working on a 10-year plan for the DC Extended Universe,
2: whatever that means. I mean, look, it's going to be more... Fail- the thing is, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do this, and they keep trying to make sure it's an extended universe before they make sure they make good movies.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. Right? Like, like, as much as... You can argue Marvel's misstepping now, but they earned the right to have the crossovers, the extended universe, by putting out good movies and mm-hmm. putting out movies that made their money back before even being like... Yeah, we're making
0: The Avengers. Yep, That's exactly it. All right. So that is the DC Extended Universe. We'll see what happens. We're obviously going to be talking about whatever is going on with the Warner Bros. Discovery merger. Uh, I think that this is going to be huge news up until their next earnings call, really. Uh, So that is that. So starting next Sunday, we are getting huge releases. House of Dragon comes out next Sunday, August 21st. September 2nd, the new Lord of the Rings show on Amazon comes out. Phil, this kind of put a little damper on something that we've been waiting for. <laughs> Talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit annoyed as a fan. Like like Disney had Andor placed and ready. They And they've been hyping this thing up at, at all of the Star Wars fan celebration and whatnot. They, they were saying that we have got so much confidence in this show that even before the first season premieres at X date we're going to go ahead and green light a season two because we believe in this product so much they're out of the volume the fans are excited the trailers are fantastic and lo and behold like the other week they come out and they release a new trailer which was very welcome and uh, they kind of tell everybody that they're backing their dog out of that fight because really there's just you know at the end of the day there's too much coming out And you know who's going to lose is Star Wars, unfortunately. So I understand the move, but I also just laugh at how many times they can move a date. And they've been doing this a lot with a lot of things. And that's a trend that I don't know if it signals a problem at the top with Bob Chapek and all of the rumors that keep on circulating. Or if it's just one of these phantom things, just like I keep on being told by Mike Zero on YouTube that Kathleen Kennedy's days are numbered and she got fired seven years ago, but it's just been reporting to her job every day and everyone accepts it. So it's just one of these things where I'm like, I don't know, I'm disappointed in Disney's lack of faith in it. But I also understand at the same point, they released a poster yesterday Of every single air date of every episode Going through to November Mm -hmm. So they're trying to mark their spot They're trying to say this is when you can come and get Your your Star Wars geek on But it's frustrating Especially after Obi-Wan Because I don't know about you guys I watched Obi-Wan I like Obi-Wan I don't dislike anyone who Loves it and really hates everybody else Or hates it and hates everybody else anyway Because that's a Star Wars fan But I'm just like I feel the same about Obi Wan that I do about Solo. I don't know why it needed to happen at the end of the day. I loved a lot of the stuff that was in there. I just don't know what was really accomplished. Mm. Money, money, yeah, money. Obviously, but it it just felt it felt like it was about money. I love seeing you, McGregor. I love seeing like all the people return. I love the angle with Leia. I love certain episodes more than other episodes. I don't hate on anything. I love the ties to Jedi Fallen Order and whatnot. But all that being said, there was a lot of paper-thin writing going on in that show as well. And a lot of lackluster character development, which isn't the fault of any actress or actor and whatnot. And I just feel like things are getting really, really flimsy at Disney. But then I look at a week like, you know, Last week where I get a great thing Like the Sandman on Netflix And I go, hmm, there is hope for some of these Struggling streamers And then we also get Prey Out of Disney Plus Oh, that
2: was and,
1: so good. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet, so be careful with me I'm not but saying
2: a gosh darn thing
1: I'm enjoying, I'm about halfway through And I'm really enjoying What I'm seeing And I'm like, I like this part of Disney Plus Do this for Star Wars Please, do this for other things just even just more of what you're doing in that area of fx and whatnot or star or whatever it's called on on our streaming here in canada but that's my two cents of a grumpy graying old man yep so you
0: alluded to it before um or was moved a couple weeks so september 21st episode one two and three come out And then each and every single week, there's one episode until November 23rd. That's when we get episode number 12.
1: Yeah, and one of my friends who's not a Star Wars fan, who has seen Rogue One and walked away from Rogue One, which I think is one of the better Star Wars movies that's been done since the Disney ownership, unfortunately, he said, the reason why I hated Rogue One is because I knew what the ending was. They either had to kill them all or, you know, like the story goes on right like there's no change unfortunately I feel kind of the same way about Andor no matter how many awesome things you can show me why weren't they in other things canonically which they're not going to be and I understand why but you know okay we're going to create some great robots that don't ever reappear in Star Wars and then you have to deal with the fact that we know the Andor dies. <laughs> like, we know his fate. So he's going to be there next week. Like, he's going to survive. There's, there's not many cliffhangers. So I'm curious to know how they solution that in a show. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks great.
0: It does. It does. Tyler, any I got thoughts a little bit of
2: Star Wars? I think Phils entirely right, and I think that one of the problems Star Wars faces is the exact same problem Star Trek faced for ages of now what? Mm-hmm. right? Like after you did TNG and DS9 and Voyager, you reached this point where it was really difficult to determine what came next. And, you know, for for Star Trek, it was we kind of dealt with like we we have a post. How do I put this? We, we have a post scarcity society. We have a bunch of these other issues that like are no longer a problem. Now, what do we do? And I think like that's the problem Star Wars has is they don't know what to do and they're too scared to like, just commit to anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 words out of the
2: production studio is that, Tikuwatiti Star Wars is a bloody mess. Well, I mean, I, I, I calling a spade a spade. I, don't, I I genuinely do not know what you'd be allowed to do for Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like like Tikuwatiti does his best when he's like, I'm just gonna go nuts. I'm gonna go crazy in here.
0: Look at the you latest storm movie. And then
2: it's like. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, and it's great if you have a situation where someone is able to come by later and clean up or that's it. But when you have a situation that is closer to the bizarro fight we had for the sequel trilogy, like, I don't I don't know what your next step is
0: exactly and that's kind of the problem right like and we've always talked about this on this show it's like it's that shoehorning in of stories the shoehorning in of timelines right that it causes issues and star wars just can't seem to find a way out of this issue and this is why like I'm, i'm just so dead set on just moving either forward in time or back in time with all of star wars and any new properties at this point because number one it gets us away from the Skywalkers. Number two, it gives us just almost, dare I say, free reign on, on on, on, storytelling.
1: Yeah, I will say to Obi-Wan's credit, despite the fact that a lot of people object early on and whatnot, they explain themselves out of some self-created boxes rather well. Yes. Overall, the the, the final product yielded the types of solutions that I was hopeful that they would yield. But I think the future, as Boris, you're saying, and as as Tyler's pointed out though, is that it's in things like Ahsoka. It's in these larger playgrounds. You can sandwich it, but you got to sandwich it by 30 years of unknown. Mm-hmm. All right, and by the same creator, Dave Filoni, and Dave working with John Favreau, right? Like hand in hand, the two are tag teaming it. So guess what? we need to storyboard this, or we need to figure out what's going on with Thrawn, or we need to go figure out what's going on with the Seventh Fleet, that type of thing, then that's what the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and all these spin-offs in that kind of timeline get to actually do Mm -hmm. without feeling too much pressure about needing to incorporate First Order, or any of this other stuff, because they compartmentalize that, and you can sit there and go, okay, it's believable First Order came around, you know, seven years in proximity to Force Awakens, that leaves us 23 years of post-imperial collapse to do something in Star Wars, right? Yep. Like, to, to have some fun, to figure out what's going on, to figure out how this uh, landscape is adapting to a post-imperial uh, presence or occupation. So I think those are all fantastic avenues to go with, and then you've got more movies for when you want to get beyond the train wreck that was the sequel series the sequel movies yep exactly i say that as trying to like rise of skywalker but just saying
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it, it is what it is right but that's disney that's disney for you disney's outlook is looking very interesting december 8th we're getting a new tier of disney uh for 799 a month now this is what, what? gets to me yes a new tier with ads for seven ninety nine a month. Now, here's what gets to me. This is what pisses me off. Our tier, ad free, for something we already pay for, a premium on, is actually going up in price to ten
1: ninety nine a month. Yeah, well, that's the model, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And get ready for Netflix to do something similar to add. Ads, right?
0: Well, funny that you even say. Well, Netflix—they're starting to roll this out. Uh, they've teamed up with Microsoft for their ad version. But here's an interesting stat for you: Disney—and I'm talking not just Disney Plus. I'm talking Disney, Hulu, ESPN Plus—they have now officially topped Netflix with 221 million subscribers over all of their uh, streaming services.
1: Nothing to see here. It's all going to plan, <laughs> right? Yeah, I believe we projected this, right? Like, we knew that this is the crossover point, but it's just helped along by the migration away from Netflix that we're seeing customers do, right? Yeah, that's and, exactly And this it. is the worst, this is the worst period because I think that they made a lot of pish. Yeah. It's been my worst stream, streaming service for a long time. They've made a lot of pish that hit the mark for me or that missed the mark for me. But, I got to say, I'm really happy about Sandman, and I'm really happy about some of the other stuff that I've seen on there in documentaries and whatnot. There's been some redeeming factors to my Netflix subscription. Yep. Now, going back to Disney, just to kind of
0: wrap it up in a neat little bow, we talked about Star Wars. We talked about price increases, but yet they're having difficulty getting content out because of delays. Delays, 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 delays. Tyler, do you want to talk a little bit about this?
2: I mean, I might be the odd one here, but I'm actually okay with all these delays. Yeah. I have this weird phenomenon. Like, there's so much to watch, and part of it is them being like, "Look, here's the deal: we want to put out better content, and at some point, you hit diminishing returns with people being just fucking exhausted." Right? Like, like even as someone who likes Cyberpunk 2077. It would have been better six months more in the cooker. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of where this is coming from. If they're just like, here's the deal. We have this aggressive timeline. And maybe humans just can't do it. <laughs> As I alluded to earlier, like, you're getting a lot of people out there who are just like, maybe I'm not going to I'm not going to be in all weekend. Maybe no.
1: And yeah. You know what? That That's fine, Tyler. I, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. But the issue is is that when they put fans on notice When they have these big conventions And they have these big media events And they say, put this date in your calendar She-Hulk is happening You know, put this date in your calendar Blah, blah, blah And then the fans see it are real And they go, She-Hulk CGI looks a little off Are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm not sure if I'm in If this is what it looks like And then the response at that point is Well, how come we didn't vet this better? And then they're scrambling, right? And Andor, I get what you're saying. I'm glad that it's kind of moved away in the sense that, yeah, I get to watch Lord of the Rings and I get to watch this Game of Thrones thing, right? And not be having to battle for the hours that I have left over in the week. But they got to stop. It's the same thing with video games. Stop picking dates and putting a line in the sand. Like, see, so- second quarter, 2023, and then if it moves to fourth quarter... It's an adjustment instead of saying, we'll put this in your calendar. We're going to we're gonna release it on March 31st. That's not
2: how marketing works, though. Yeah, that's, that, that's the I know, like, That's I You're know. not going to get coverage then. Like, it, it, Yeah, Phil, that'd be fucking fantastic. That'd be great. But that's not how any of this works. If you're like, if you say Q4 2023, you're not getting any coverage. Yep. It could be Q3 2023, and you're just like, sometime next quarter, they're going to tell you to go pound sand. Yeah, like right, like like we all agree that there's just there's just some systemic problems with the system. But you know, one of the themes we've talked about for a long time is how much media, like journalistic coverage of pop culture, is garbage, because in part it encourages overhype, deliver.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it.
2: Frustrating. It's frustrating from especially
1: the video game perspective because you just see so much rage, right? Here's what
0: gets to me about all of this. Um, You know, we talk about negative fans and toxic fan bases. Well, you know what creates that? Or or not creates it, but you know what fuels that? Delays. And that's my one thing. Like, I understand... Where that's Tyler's coming point. from I'm in the fucking tech industry Like I knows I used to work at Blackberry I knows delays right? Like I oh, knows I know. delays yeah. But from a fan's point of view They don't give a shit about the process They just want the end result right? And that's kind of yeah, the they're
2: thing folk, They're customer 100% yeah, customer. What I'm saying is what I'm trying to say and allude to is The system's
0: broke. Exactly and that's what literally was going to be My point like and at the end of the day The system at this point it just it's it's Done and you know Whether it was the COVID of it all As you've been saying Tyler it's just like I think Going back to a theme that we've Had uh, you know the Pinky Commie Show and that's the workforce is Just tired right everyone is tired And these unrealistic Expectations of deadlines Just can't be met and I, for one, am okay with waiting a little extra time for stuff as long as it gets fleshed out, right? Cyberpunk 27 7 is a good example. Halo is a great example. Uh, you know,
1: it's just, mm. here we are. We'd still be but, waiting for Halo. <laughs> but,
2: and and you know, I think we're all, like, we're all in agreement and trying to just kind of like get around the best way to voice that. The COVID of it all has revealed some real underlying problems of, you know, every, every single person involved in the process is acting rationally. Yes. And we're getting shit results. Yes. Right? The audience is like, you told me to be ready and it's garbage. And that's rational. Like, that is, is like, yeah, you paid for a modern video game in Canada. You're paying basically a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Which is like, That's not, that's that's a lot. That's a fair amount of change. That's a fair amount of change. And it's very rationally pissed off if the game doesn't live up. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you look at the employee and they're like, I'm being asked to do crunch time again. I have never seen my kid. Like, I don't know what my kid looks like.
1: Apparently I had a boy.
2: (laughs) I've never met them. What, when does this get fun? When is this worthwhile? Yeah, and like, and that's, yeah, that's that's a garbage deal. And that's and what you're the seeing. CEO, oh, yeah.
0: And that's what you're seeing, yeah, crunch, right? You're just seeing overall burnout. You're seeing burnout. Yeah. You're seeing burnout at all levels in, in 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 every industry. But again, me coming from the tech industry, man, people are just tired. People are quitting left, right, and center.
2: One hundred percent. So, yeah. But, I mean, okay. Look at nurses. Look oh, at doctors just being like, sure. "I'm done. Why would I keep doing this?" But let's focus
0: on the tech industry, and I I don't expect an answer, but I'm gonna pose something to you guys, and we can have a whole episode about this. How do you fix this? What is the solution to this?
1: Oh, Matt, and it was uh, uh, no, I can answer it from my perspective. Go yep. for it, Phil. All right, because I am experiencing these same quandaries. I'm experiencing crunch. Our company goes on these sprints, these surges or sprints, whatever we call them, end up with a ton of work that we've modified ourselves to be an agile uh, project development versus waterfall, which basically is just faster sprints with more pressure and the customer's involvement. So all of this stuff is just killing us in our seats. And one of the biggest issues is understaffing and overworking. Yep, They have no metrics to understand how many times I get direct messaged over Teams, how many emails I get, how many tickets I close, how many inquiries, how many phone calls, how many ways that somebody in my company decides to find tech support, and I'm in tech support. And what pe- so it is a thing. What people need to realize... Is that
0: you don't work for a startup. You work for an international conglomerate company. Like it's this isn't a startup. This isn't out of someone's basement This is, this a, is a rather major large company.
1: Yeah, this is a rather large corporate North American entity. Yep. So the amount of, of stress that I get some days is tantamount to me wanting to not do the work anymore and wanting to take that route, understanding it's place in my life and just having to mitigate it to the point where I just try not to let it bother me anymore. But I know that everyone in the equation knows that I have a tough time letting that go. Yeah. All that being said, we're understaffed. We were built to monitor a closed network of a hundred sites. We're being asked to monitor somebody's home internet times 3000 people. And unfortunately, Four guys on a goddamn team can't do that, especially when they're all putting in tickets. And all my boss does is go, "Oh, it's a lot of tickets. You better close them and just, you know, get rid of them." Yeah, because it's all about like, metrics. It's
0: all about the metrics to make the bosses and the powers that be look good. That's the issue
1: that that's I'm what seeing. my boss's issue is with now upper management. Upper management, the executives, all want that metrics. Yeah, that metric. But my boss goes. I know that that guy can't even get away from his computer to take a shit yep. most days. I know he's busy, so you don't need to do all this stuff. And as far as he's
0: concerned. The thing that gets to me the most is that we're hearing more stories of companies raising their goals, raising targets yes. to 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 essentially fire people and not pay them what they're worth so companies are literally moving the goalposts on employees who are already burnt out tired exhausted and they're being expected to do more and more and more and more and more and i don't see how anyone and, and, and i'm looking at you motherfucking elon musk I don't understand how you expect anyone to want to work for you when you're constantly doing this on an already tired workforce. And we're getting to a point, my last point before we kind of put the bow on this is we're getting to a point where, look, when I started working for BlackBerry, I thought it was cool to work for BlackBerry. I thought it was cool to work for an international company like that, you know, a a well-known company. I'm telling you, people don't give a shit where they work anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. But back in the day, I saw this exact same thing manifest in a sales environment. Yeah. I used to work at Business Depot or Staples or whatever they call it now. And every time you come in, and same with IBM, you come in and you go, oh, here's your sales target. You got to do, IBM's a great example, $30,000 a month. You got to sell $30,000 a month. All right. Here's Fred. He's the million-dollar man. He sells a million dollars a month. Oh, Okay. If you hit your goal, if you hit three thousand dollars a month next month, sixty thousand dollars. But I'm part-time, doesn't matter. You hit your goal, goes up double. Yep. And then 120. They keep on escalating it. So you're bloody sweating your ass off just to keep your job. But then eventually the pressure gets to you and you just pop You, I'm out. Sorry. Type it up a resignation on the back computer. See yep. you later. Like, that's it. I'm not even putting in two weeks. I'm just done. And this is the thing.
0: End of the day, I'm done. There are people who are willing to work their asses off because they don't know better just yet, right? Like, especially juniors, they're going to work their asses off. They're going to meet their targets. And then, you know, once it comes time for a raise, it's kind of like that that inevitable third season of a Netflix show. You're not going to get that raise. You're going to (sighs) get written out.
1: You're going to get canceled.
2: No, Boris. You'll get a $0.10 an hour raise. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah, we don't even get cost of living anymore because cost of living's too high. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, exactly. It's like I've been sitting there every year where I get a pay increase and it's minimal, and I'm like, "Well, that's the cost of living increase." And I'm like, "Well, apparently the grocery store doesn't observe this percentage increase, yeah. like one or two percent, right?" I interest.
2: had a client. I had a client come to me and say they can't raise. Like they couldn't raise my rates because their cost of living went up, and I responded with, "And mine didn't." Yeah, like yeah.
0: that's exactly it, right, Tyler? Any final thoughts before we uh, put a bow on this episode?
2: Oh my gosh, I mean, there's so much to get into. And trying to like the the quickest version is, I, I think we keep talking about is the system's broken, right? Of like, you know, you're 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 all shitting on management, very rightfully so. Because if anyone's worth, like the, the person who is the most wrong here, are people in managerial roles, especially mm. at the upper level of management. But it's worth noting that well-being, the most at fault, the ones with the most power, this is the situation's fucked up for them too, right? Because yeah. if you're middle gonna, management, they're facing if the you're same middle issues. management, upper management doesn't give two fucks, right? Like, you know, I was trying to figure out in my head, like what. You, your was it your manager Phil or your supervisor? What their life was? They're like, oh yeah, my staff I, can't do this, and they I have every sympathy in
1: the world for my direct manager. And that's what I'm getting at, but right? It's, it's the like, executive, like the executives. All they do is call for quarterly team meetings and, and like three hours at a time, and I'm like. When am I supposed to do my work if I'm going to this meeting for yeah. three hours? No, exactly. yeah.
2: Like like like
1: how much of a disconnect can we have? And every division has this, and we've got 15 divisions in my area alone. And I'm like,
2: wait, wait, wait. I want to be clear. Fuck them. Fuck C level suites in most companies, right? Yeah. Like they, they are. No no modern version of mathematics justifies their, their when level. they get paid for their job, yeah. right? Like it does not make sense for Bezos or Musk or whoever to be as wealthy as they are for the work they've put in. That's fucked up. But it's, it's it is how insane the entire system is of unless you're a Musk who functionally still controls the company. It's is publicly traded, but through sketchy board of directors stuff, he's able to do what the fuck he wants. And there's a reason that he's able to like defy the sec and his own staff is trying to revolt against him And can't Is because the board of directors backs him up But like Every single level Is designed to create perverse incentives And everything's broken France is on fire People are dying in the tens of thousands What's the end game?
0: The <laughs> end of civilization
2: Right? It, that is so much of what it feels like where we're at. And it's yeah, so fucked up. This is up. the end game.
0: This is the end game, guys. So let's keep podcasts
1: and let's keep with this geek Have a geek beer therapy. and play a video game and listen to a podcast.
0: You know, it's so yeah. funny. It's so funny that I always, thought my last point before we wrap up this episode, and it's kind of a joke, got a little deep, but that's the type of world we live in now. Um, yeah. I was perusing through social media. Guys, what do we say about this show? What is it? It's all in canon. Well, that but, but but like why did we start this show, Phil? Why did we oh, come back to this show? Geek therapy,
1: geek therapy.
0: This is the geek meme therapy. that I saw, and it was a tweet. Why do men start podcasts instead of going to therapy?
1: That said, because
2: it's the end times.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because
2: it's all ending.
1: Because yep. we are in therapy. We're just doing it with microphones and sending it out into the internet. And people can get a hold of us and Phil you can tell them how Ah, oh, just like the opening the ending is going to be rusty ladies and gentlemen you can track us down on our website at www.itscanapodcast.com you can look us up on Instagram Twitter and Facebook at itscanonpodcast you can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher if they still list us and just look us up on Google Play um, if you like what you heard so far, make sure that you leave a you know a, a, a comment or a subscribe or anything like that. We appreciate it, and uh, tell your friends that you listen to the It's Canon podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to saddle up and hear a whole bunch of old men banter on.
0: Man, we are becoming old, Tyler. This is I'm loving this. We've been doing this show for eight years. We're we're getting at that point. Where seven years? Yeah, we guess. just
2: keep getting proven right. You I know. don't wanna be right.
0: Isn't it crazy? One day we're gonna do like I'm gonna go back to the archives and pick out certain predictions that we've had.
2: God right? <laughs>
0: the, archives. Is,
2: I know we were wrong, but I wish we were wrong more.
0: Yes. Fair. It is the It's Canada podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything, geek, pop culture, and anything and everything because as the title of the show says
2: in canon (laughs) it's just in canon
0: fantastic